is a youth side. Welcome to Let's Talk, a place for open conversations. Supermodel Coco Rochelle was first scouted in her native Toronto and began her career in Asia before coming to New York, where she met immediate success as muse for legendary photographer Stephen Mazel. She's known as a queen of pose and has graced the runway in New York, Milan, and Paris, as well as billboards around the world from Versace, Balenciaga, Chanel, Calvin Klein, and hosts of many, many others. Coco is also well known as an outspoken advocate for the rights of models and for diversity in fashion. In 2016, she took ownership and management of Nomad Models, whose roster is one of the most diverse in the industry. With a special emphasis on Asian models, Coco and her entire management team at Nomad targets markets in Singapore, Tokyo, and all over Asia. Is really helping to build the industry in emerging markets and countries like Vietnam. So, Coco, welcome. Thank you for joining me from New York. Thank you for having me. Well, what a special, special month for us to talk about Nomad because the contribution that Nomad has done for so many young models out there that who wish to venture outside of the region from Asia to the western side of the world has a lot to do that you guys paving the path. Well, before we get there, let's talk about a little bit of your journey. How did you get started in modeling? <laughs> well, um, it was already 17 years ago. I wow. was, I know. I was scouted at a dance competition in Canada,、um, and from there, I actually met one of the team members from Nomad.、Um, but at the time, he was working at, I believe, Supreme,、um, Roman Young, and he、uh, scouted me from a, a modeling convention and said, "Come on out to New York and let's see if things work out for you." It didn't, but Roman still had faith in me, and he actually sent me first to Taipei. Uh, and I live. I know. I know that. That's my. You home, didn't know that. I was that's where I grew up. This is where it all started from. <laughs> I know、um, we're connected. Well, you know, I was a dancer when I was younger. I worked with Disney. I was a dancer when I was younger. And so, listen, we're so、circle. connected. Full circle. <laughs> so I lived in Taipei at age, I believe, it was fourteen, fifteen for two months.、Mm-hmm. Returned to Canada,、um, and then I was sent to Singapore for two months. Uh, well, two in, places I call home. How, how wonderful <laughs> is that? Taiwan. We got to talk about how amazing the food is in Taiwan and the people are the gentlest and nicest people in Taiwan. I, I, I you know、it. what? I that's where everything kind of I grew from. Taiwan, Singapore was good. I mean, like I had a blast there. But Taiwan, I learned my way of modeling, posing.、Mm. The I was educated in all ways of like structure of business and like showing up on time, all of it. So coming then. From this sort of culture, and then going back to New York, when a girl would complain, like, "Oh, you know, today's so hard," I was like, "Listen, I like I went through boot camp. They showed me how like you work."、Um, so I always look back at those times, being like super grateful because, again, the way I pose, no joke, comes from Taipei. It was、wow. like all the catalog work that I would do all day long.、Um, it was definitely、um, a hard work, but it was. Uh, it was amazing to learn how to be so professional so early on in my career. 
Well, as we know, in different regions, uh, model agent, uh, models and photographers work different ways. And in Asia, they definitely want to maximize the dollars and time with the models. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the kindest way I can put it. Fifteen <laughs> to twenty minutes of eating time when you're done eating, you're on set. You and are back on. <laughs> we have dressers in Asia, so you don't even put clothes on sometimes. You just stand there with your yes. hands up, and yes. the clothes comes right on you. I and forgot if they about want that. to shoot fast. They don't even bother to take the clothes off you. A scissor goes to the back of the sample, rips it right off. It's like a magic show. I remember trying to button like myself, and this like young girl was like smacking my hands, being like, "My job, my job." And I was like, "Yes, this is your job." However, I feel like I can do it as fast as it's, you. It's funny because in Asia, especially during fashion shows, we have aunties that actually one person line up with one model, and they get them ready, they dress them, they take care of them. From the moment they arrived and the moment they go, it's such a different culture and different way of working, and it's it about is. efficiency. And I, I, you know, thank you for giving me a credit to Taiwan, but I really think it's because you are a dancer by training, and the discipline to be a dancer is such a unique quality. You know, sit up straight, mm -hmm. always poised, and once you learn that attitude. You, you take it everywhere you go and in, in modeling and we see that in your work we see the, the flexibility and the dedication come through your even your teaching how you work with other models i mean it's incredible the foundation that you needed to get through asia and then you're back to new york what happened then uh well once i came back from singapore um i finally was able to have the right visas to come live and work in new york and uh roman still believed in me and sent me to uh, uh, a casting for, you know, this little known photographer named Stephen Mizell. And um, Stephen decided to, uh, he liked the images he saw from Singapore and he liked the way I worked from Taipei. And so he, he actually put me in exclusive for six months to just work with him. So he became literally part of the management team and deciding what shows I would do, uh, what campaigns, what editorials. Uh, which at the time I knew nothing because again, I am a dancer, a background modeling, uh, fashion. It was not something in the cards. So, uh, I just was like, okay, this man seems to know what he's talking about. And sure enough, everyone, um, because Steven kind of like gave me this dub of approval that then the rest of the world kind of was like, okay, we will accept this newcomer. So, um, wow. I I heard Sue do a little bit from her chat with you and saying that she went to all the agencies Early on, no one wanted her. It happens to so many girls. So for me, it wasn't agencies. It was just, I remember so many castings and no one wanted to see me the first time around. Second time around, it was like, oh, hey, we've never met. Like, we've met. Amen. But thank you. Well, well, it's interesting because your, your, your aesthetic and beauty, I remember back then, maybe 17 years ago, we, we have this such incredible similar parallel path because I started shooting 17 years ago. Wow. And and there's a story I will share with you that you'll be very surprised. I've been watching you from day one. And and I too admire Steven so much because for those of you guys who don't know Steven Manzal, he makes and breaks career for models and and his contract with Vogue and all the amazing work he's done with supermodel over the years. When I found out through different agents talking that was who Steven loves. Because when Steven loves a model, we young photographer want to shoot them too. And we just wait in line, wait till, wait till the day that they're available. And Steven has a has the ability to lock your schedule in that you can't work with anyone else, which you call that exclusivity. I call that selfish. But, <laughs> but, but what happened was that when you begin to start shooting with Steven, and Steven was in love with shooting in Los Angeles at that time. And he was shot yes. at Smashbox Studio Stage 2. And there's a parking lot. 
He would literally build sits in that parking lot. And I remember every story you ever shot there. Do you know why? No. I was in a one-way mirror in the parking lot watching every shoot you ever done in that parking lot. Stop it. So you saw all my parking lot photo shoots? So that parking lot, if anybody ever shoots at Smashbox, and I'm giving secrets away now, they no longer allow people to go there. I just started out, so I would go to the studio and hang out with the bookers and just really developing relationships so I can use the studio for cheaper, you know? <laughs> and, and they would say, hey, you know Steven's going to be here today. I'm doing a crack of the door and I can see stuff being set up. And I'm like, can I just hang out here? I'll help you file. I'll help you clean your table. And I'm like this, right? Looking at the table. And there you are. And I remember you were, you were described as like this little bird. With like a bird with the pointing features, but with elegance of, of movement. And you move. You don't stop moving. And I watch and I go, wow. That's so fascinating because you actually are dancing. And Stephen's capturing these moments that he normally doesn't do. And then I understood why you got exclusivity because Stephen has a way he shoots very quiet and he finds those beautiful, amazing moments. What you gave him was something that he, even I believe he didn't expect to have because you moved and you just gave and gave. So I was there, I was fanning and I was spying on you the entire time. Wow. That is quite a story and amazing at the same time. Um, but yeah, you learn right. different that ways. Lot, literally yeah. so many of his shoots, he was like, all right, let's go out to the parking lot. It's, it's time for an outside shot. Um, there was a yes. really a, there's a picture of you in that parking lot. In the background, you'll see a, a blonde hair woman walking with a little, um, like a slip on shoes. And that was my assistant, uh, my <laughs> stylist. That was my stylist who wanted to take a peek what's going on in the studio. That's amazing. So she made go a around. Just Yes. <laughs> I said, just go walk, walk around back and forth, back and forth, like you're looking for a dress. Maybe you'll be in the picture. And when it came out, we all went, yes. That's so good. I love that story. So people don't know this. The first time I ever told people, but but I did spy at at, at Stephen's shoot quite a bit and and watch and I and know I I made you guys do a glass window and it's so nice to be able to finally break into the industry of my own way. And uh, well, you definitely me. broke into it. You, you're here to stay. I'm here to stay. Well, you know, it, it's interesting because. When Nomad, you when you started Nomad, you really embraced the Asian culture. And and to me, I watch it from afar. We don't have a lot of working relationship together because you're you excel so fast, I couldn't even catch you. By the time I think I was ready to was able to book you, you were moved on to developing TVs. You were hosting. I remember a couple of times in Los Angeles, your agent would say, She have available for about 15 minutes. You wanna see her? <laughs> I want to shoot her all day. <laughs> like that. That's hilarious. But, but you were in that world. And, and and as all these years have passed, you became supermodel. You have been deemed the first model to actually reach one million followers on Instagram. You embrace that. <laughs> what was what what was going through your journey to to adopt all these new things and, and open a business for other models? Yeah, it definitely goes way back to um, a point where Anna Wintour, the, the editor of American Vogue, had asked me to speak on behalf of all models um, on the topic of uh, really uh, how models were treated during New York Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. So I spoke to CFDA and the panel there. And pretty much after that point, I just kept talking. So she gave me this kind of like, okay, this, this subject 
you this blessing and um i was i felt quite comfortable then discussing uh different subjects of you know fair treatment underage models health uh anything the color of our skin to our body types our body issues so uh, from that point I, i kept talking then this little thing called social media appeared um at the time i had a an account on MySpace and Facebook. <laughs> We're dating ourselves really quick because I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I realized that there was a, a platform um, to to use that I could actually have a bigger voice. Um, really, I, all of it also comes from my, at the time, friend, but my husband, um, he was uh, just a really good friend. I was like, you know what? You need to use social media. There's mm-hmm. like this new thing. I bet you as a model who doesn't have a voice for the rest of the world to hear, um it was going it would be useful to me and for the public to see but of course it was definitely a backlash uh from the industry and i remember that it was a support from the world via social media so there was many in the industry were just like oh that's so cool i don't know what you're doing but that's great and then a lot being like you're unt- you're supposed to be, be untouchable unattainable so what are you doing you're messing this up if you continue i will never work with you and there were many characters and people that decided too much so we're we're getting rid of her but now everyone and their dog and their cat and everybody <laughs> is on Instagram so it's really it's totally fine because those characters are willing to work with me now um however it was scary because you're thinking well I'm not doing anything wrong I'm just talk and I'm not even saying anything nasty I'm just talking about from like what I'm watching and eating to yeah the serious parts of our industry Um so from there I I really started to use my voice and decided to start changing laws and telling people you know what we really need to be changing uh um in this world in this industry and I realized that uh, that was one way of doing it but it wasn't uh, the only right way of doing it so I decided with uh Roman Damon and my husband and a few other people saying what could we do to change this up. So Damon, um one of our agents and of course one of the uh owners of Nomad, uh, already had Nomad as as a management team. Mm-hmm. Um but we wanted to make it bigger. So we we decided to all become co-owners and create what is today, uh Nomad Management. And this was my way of saying instead of t- telling people what to do, showing people what to do. So if it's exclu- uh, in, sorry, exclu- including uh people from around the world um um making sure that the, that the model felt like the client that the client wasn't the most important person but a model was the most impress, important person and treated respectfully i wanted now people to see hey she's not just all talk we can actually do do it so with our entities you became an activist and you became a doer and you became an example of it cuz i remember doing that time when you were very vocal about um models starting too young and they're they have their impression that's very impressionable and they're forced to stay skinny and there was a lot of backlash of how young the models were hitting the runway in Paris and and during that time I remember Haley Carson just walked when she was 14 and she didn't everybody saw banning her from shows I remember all these things were happening and you were talking about them and the craziest stuff is that the fashion industry didn't come to your rescue immediately they did not rally around you you became an outcast actually mm-hmm. i remember that that all of a sudden you went from every italian vogue cover every vogue cover everybody wanted you you went silent for a little bit and in this industry when you go silent you can go silent and go and disappear 
or you can mm-hmm. do what Coco did. Just make louder noise so people can hear you. And I am so incredibly, and just admire your tenacity to do that because I realized that through these years of shooting too, there have been negativities of, oh, you shoot, I'm gonna say it, you shoot fat girls. Mm-hmm. You shoot curvy girls, that means you're not a real photographer. You live in Los Angeles, you're not a real photographer. You didn't assist Stephen myself, therefore you'll never make it. Mm-hmm. We get a lot of those notes in our fashion industry, I would say back then, because now I do see a change. And the most amazing thing that's happening is because people like you, who make modeling behavior, correction of the modeling behavior, activism. You know, you make sure that there's a voice out there. And for those who want to hear, join in. You don't want to hear it, you don't agree with it, you don't have to give us backlash. You can just simply watch from the side. But now, it resoundingly, you you prevail through this this, this struggle. And, and, and through that, it brought so many models' careers forward because of it. And that's- Thank incredible. you. It's I do true. appreciate that. I and, mean, I, it always just shocks me that people would, at the time when I was just saying like, hey, don't, I'm not saying don't work with young models. I'm just saying when you do work with them, shouldn't there be laws? Because at the time, New York did not have any laws protecting models, uh, underage models. It's like the wild, wild west. And for the industry pretty much saying we do not want to take care of children, uh, that was a shocker to me. And it was just so surprising. But people just didn't think of models as children. They just kind of think of them as the arts, as product commodity. They were commodity um, for eight hours, ten exactly. hours, whatever that. And know. yet the and whole when world is saying, the whole world is saying, protect children, make sure that children are, are you know, taken care of. Um, so then I knew that, I was right. I know that what I was saying was good. So we did change the law in 2013. It did happen. Um, and it, it, like I said, again, there was so much backlash. We did have people trying to pause um, back to what it was before. And sure enough, um, yes, people didn't want to work with me. And that was totally fine. But I was so proud of myself on what we had done. We protected people. Uh, we corrected a little part of the, the industry. Do people still work with uh, underage models? You bet. Do they do silly things? I'm sure they do, but there's less of it than there was when we started. And I am proud of that. And sure enough, now when I do walk into a room, it's like, there's Coco, Coco, you remember when she, you're like, yes. And I am I am proud of, if I scare you, good. And if, if you agree with me, awesome. If you don't, like you said, step out, it's fine. They celebrate whistleblowers. At that time, yes. We do not, there was no celebrating any of that. So even if I talked about the subject of sexual harassment on set, um, at the time, people were like, hush now, don't even talk about the characters, don't even speak, Coco, because you'll ruin your career. And I felt threatened, I felt scared thinking, yeah, if I do say something, I'm out. And so many models from my uh, generation that did speak out on the subject of sexual harassment were gone. I somehow kept going through with it. And now, you know, 2018 and the, the Me Too movement and people are like, aren't you so excited, Coco? And I'm like, yes and no, because I'm annoyed that you are now all, the community of fashion decided to be rally around the world and say, yes, we need to change this. When there was young girls saying to you, please change this to some of the top well, people in the industry. The hashtag movement forcing the hands of exactly. the people who have who are in power. They never will go to make those changes 
on their own. And, 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 and we know that. Now, behaviors on set, there's a whole different talk about that. But it, mm-hmm. it is something that we see that's not just happening in the U.S. I mean, in, mm-hmm. in Asia especially, the uh, models are, use the word, they're abused in the way of their commodity, their, their well-being. It doesn't matter. They're paying you per hour. You work and you, you're done. You, you, you're done. And then you come back next day. If you're healthy, we'll work with you again. And, and the education, what you put in, to the young models that you're beginning to represent and building Nomad around the world, not just U.S., is that you begin to help to, to feed that education to different part sectors of Asia as well. And I know that because I know your name is so loud and resilient in Singapore when I work in Singapore. You're a megastar in Asia, and, and, and I love you for it. And for many, multiple different reasons. Some people say, well, Coco is the one that caused that trouble. And then the one goes, you know mm-hmm. what? Coco made that trouble for us to be better. And, and we all are trying to be better, whether through the Me Too movement, whether through your activism. And we should speak up more because it's not affecting, you know, for young women, but young men as well in our industry mm-hmm. that doesn't get addressed. Yeah. And along the way, you create a nomad and you have this incredible constitution set in for young women, empowerment for young models. And how, how was it like, for you to hear some of these stories now, when I talk to them, like shoe juice, and, and these women says, if it wasn't for Nomad, I wouldn't be in the US or I would not be in Europe working. Well, I can't take all the credit at all because I have such strong partners. Damon and Roman, like I said, they sent me early in my career, before we even ever thought we were gonna create something together, to Asia. And I know that they have always respected um, working with models from Asia and also from uh, uh, America or North America to be sent off there because it definitely be- benefits each. My amazing uh, agent, Mickey, who has been with me from the absolute beginning, um, who who takes care of Suju, um, they have all understood that, you know, um, models from around, there are models from around the world. You just got to find them. And they do well in Asia uh, market because one, Damon uh, used to be a model and worked in Asia and also um, had such a great community there and was like, there's so, there's so many great talented people here that need to come over to America. So really him and the team um, led uh, the the idea that, and it sounds like it's such a, an epiphany, like no way, Asian models in America? But it was because I, when I, even when I started modeling, it was you'd see like one Asian model on the runway and you'd see one black model on the runway and everyone's kind of clapping like, isn't that good? Aren't we doing a good job? Now check I'm watching- Check mark, we have a check box. We check, check mark, we did it. That's it. Um, but now I literally watched two seasons ago, I watched an entire show of just Asian models. Um, and, and I've and watched, and it's just, it's done a full 180, which is very exciting to see. Well. You know, one thing that uh, I don't know you're aware of, but bringing Asian models to the Western culture, you also bring an awareness of designers from the East to the West because all the business follows each other. As you were building Nomad, you have the Jason Woods and Alexander Wayne start to rise. You have the Philip Lamb start working in the business who are saying, oh, wait, we can go to Nomad. We can actually get Asian models. And that is the pure truth because I, had, every time I begin to cast models, if I want... Asian models. If I call uh, LA agency back then, I'm not going to mention names. They're like, <laughs> um, we we have two. Yeah, don't just two. You, you, there's no casting. You get two, and that's yeah. it. And and I'm like, how how can that be? You 
you know how many population Asian people in this world? You only have two. And if it was underrepresented, and it was because the industry did not have designers in Asia being recognized in an international platform. It, it did require the Jason Wu dressing Michelle Obama and having that voice. And all of a sudden, he supports Asian models and puts them on the runway. And Alexandra Wang doing this thing. Those things combined with what Norma's DNA, it really helps culminate this amazing success now that we can see a wave of Asian models starting hitting their runways and, and pages. And especially male models in mm -hmm. the Asian culture. And as I'm sure you know, as you're scouting male models in Asia, it's much tougher because it's just not culturally a thing that you say, I want to be a model, <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's true. It is far different for male models to, to enter this industry. Um, and uh, I, I'm so proud that our, our team is so well known now in, um, in Asia and is well um, respected. People will immediately, when they say nomad management is interested in you or wants to work with you, it's like a done deal. People, And that is such an honor. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, and just going back to the idea of like two models on a, a board that are Asian, it's just so crazy to me. I know I'm a thin white model, um, but I don't think that there's only, you know, like two versions of me. I think there's definitely a variety of some white girl out there. Right. So it's just the same. Like it's such a, a, a odd way of thinking to me. Um, and it is amazing when I, I've done you and I, when we did TV shows in, in, in Asia, when the, the talent comes out, you're like, wow, she's so different from the other and amazing. Look at her haircut and her, her face, her stroke, whatever. Um, and you wonder like, why back home is there just people going like, well, I only need two versions of that because this just doesn't make any sense to me. What, um, what's really nice is that to see that you are not categorizing what Asian models, typical Asian models, what Westerners think. You know, yes. I'm talking to Easy Tomorrow, who is very much androgyny of a model who walked a men's fashion show, opened and closed women's fashion show the same week. And and she is not a typical, as you would say, a, a beauty face. Mm -hmm. But her strength comes with her character, who she is. And I have Shuju, who is on the older generation. She came mm -hmm. into modeling at such an older age where, when I say older, I'm talking about 24. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but but you know, and I know, if you're 24, walk into an agency, ask to be signed, they're like, uh, your tooth is too already too long. We're, we're, yeah. we're, you're, it's not, still this day, everybody wants to look for the young, young model so they can they can build and mold but the mm -hmm. fact is the industry has changed so much each one of these girls and women men uh, all alike have the voice and they're resoundingly loud on instagram you actually don't get an opportunity to mold a lot of these girls on, on men anymore you have to take what you get and yeah. build on top of it and i think that's what you've done with easy and and and, and, and pairing easy with alliance who i love that they together you guys have marrying this mega runway star and and, she, and i just had a little conversation with her today for our pre-talk and she's still in awe and in shock of her position where she's at and that has so much to do with the fact that that she said to me she said she'll talk more about it tomorrow that nomad is my mother and she paused because her english is not so great then she says agency and i said to her i said you can pause right there and just stop right there it is okay <laughs> because in fact that's what Nomad is, right? You guys are the mother hand to so many of these young chicks that need to, <laughs> need to grow their wings stronger and fly. So it's, I want you to share that with you because it Aww. is, it, to me, 
I don't think, especially during this this time that we're going through, there's not enough gratitude and it, it, there's never enough gratitude and enough thank you that we should say to people. And and when I told people that this week is Asia Pacific Heritage Week and I want to have cocoa on, and a lot of people scratch their head going, wait, why is that white girl in a you know and my my designer my graphic designer sets up all the graphics says did you give me the wrong person's picture and i say no (laughs) no in fact uh, i i love that reaction because it's opportunity for you for me to be able to share what you have gone through your journey through asia and you're able to take that lesson and and Give it to the new generations of people, and and thank God you you are one of those people who who practice what you preach. You know you you it's, 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 we it's, it's, you do and 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 for your for the example, perfect example is a thousand poses, a study of pose, your book, and you would think here's a model just gonna do a bunch of pictures and put a book together. Oh, guys, if you ever see Coco work, I think there's like millions of poses and it comes <laughs> all within a half and a minute and a half. So you better shoot fast as you can <laughs> to capture them. But but all those things that you're doing, and I honestly don't think that you're 100% aware of it. You're just being you and true core of who you are. And that itself then permeated through the people around you and you champion without having to rah-rah, you just do. And that's what's oh, the most powerful you know, and- I, I have to say that I can't take all credit for like even my success and how I work. It's just also my team has always been so um, understanding. Like the team of at Nomad has been amazing my whole career. Um, uh, working together at like from Mickey, who has taken care of me, literally has been my big brother. Uh, my entire life um, is my family. Uh, Damon and Roman, same thing. They are part of my family. But have always, even if I was wrong, would always take my side. And that, I think, in, in management is what models need. I can make the mistake, let me fall, um, mm-hmm. at least help me get back up, <laughs> and don't make me feel horrible about my, my choices. Um, because every model deserves to have a different experience, and everyone should in life have different experiences of uh, the path they want to take. Um, and if you are good management, you will help them create their own path. You don't make it for them. You just show them the ways. You tell them what you need. They should know, and they will take the de- dis- they will make the decision. So I have to say, all the girls that and guys that we we um, take care of, they have these people that really are putting them first and knowing they have their own opinions of how things should go, but we'll let them decide. I think that's great management. And so many agencies should have people like them. These guys were at different agencies, so I can say that, you know, they've, they've learned from other places as well. But coming together to have this solid team, it's like, yes, finally. Finally, I feel like I'm at home and we're all together. And I hope that most of our models feel the same way. And I'm there to pretty much be the big sister that they can reach out and, hey, this doesn't feel right. I want to do this. I'm really having a hard time with whatever um, but I'm, I really am proud of the likes of Suju and Easy, and I'm really honestly just there to be their cheerleader uh, more than anything. Well, you're a true validation, right? You're a true validation of what a successful model's uh, career is like. You're, you've done the impossible of, 
of having a voice and not be afraid what that voice would do. And and you went through low, you went through high. You didn't stay on the high all the time just looking down at people. I think what makes you somebody people look up to is that they know you yourself went through hardship. I know you you had lots of no's. And I remember seeing your comp car from Singapore when I first started. I was like, what's this white girl doing in Asia? It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the time I figured out, I'm like, well, can't touch her now. She's with Steven. <laughs> So I can watch one window. That's all I get to do. <laughs> watch one window, but but that is but but it is leading by example, and 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 I encourage other models who have the same ability. You know, there are amazing models out there that 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 Cameron Russell, who gone through the hardship herself as a model, become a successful model. That's the same thing. She she preaches and she acts what she preaches and she preaches what she acts. You know, and those are the things mm-hmm. that I think we need more of is examples. Agents can only do so much. I know that people love to complain about agents, right? Photographers yeah. would complain about agents. Agents always are agents' fault. Your legs, agents' fault. Yeah. <laughs> your skin's bad is agents' fault. Yeah. Never your own responsibility. But having a core group of people that you consider as mother agent and really help you and, and, and be there for you and be part of the community, I think we need that now more than ever, especially, like you said, 2018 Me Too movement, a lot of corrections are still happening. And I don't think that correction has been completely corrected. In fact, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have forgotten about that correction and then bad things will come full circle again. And and I hope that you will be a constant reminder of people that that is the, not the normal. The new normal should be the one we respect and be kind. And, and I, I think that on my own set. Just so you know, I've seen that on my own set. I corrected the way I work as well through this journey. And I think that's okay to admit. Yeah, you know, as a photographer, photography sits on my domain. If I felt like throwing a cup across the room, nobody back then would ever question it. In fact, they'll yeah. go and pick it up and bring it back to me. Throw it further, I'll go pick it up for you. But we were trained to be okay to behave that way. Mm-hmm. Now, we learned over the last few years that those are corrections that we need to make because Models will be respected, but you will have the game. You will have the leading of the pack and making sure that that foundation and constitution is built within your models. And and I can tell you just talking to, to the models that you guys represent, you represent, and Nomad represent, in Asia as well as here, that they respect and understand the DNA of Nomad management so much, and they have so much love for you guys. And that is so rare when we all, what we want to do is complain about our agents all the time. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. I mean, I know the whole team is watching right now, and I'm sure that makes them proud, especially during this time where we're all like sitting at home, yes. pondering about life and whatever. But really, thank you, because that, um, that means a lot to all of us, I'm sure. Absolutely. And and what's great about Nomad Guys is that not only that you open up doors and gateways for a lot of Asian models, you're now also expanding into di- complete diversity. They're, they're African-American, they're white girls like you, <laughs> and they're light-skinned, <laughs> dark-skinned. And that's what I think is so great is that once you have that core foundation and believe in the, the philosophy of your company, you begin to then permeate that information through other categories and i think that is something that we desperately need throughout the industry for sure i mean uh i definitely think our first frontier was um cultural diversity and and being able to see different models on the runway not just only in nomad but talking about just in general and you know it's it's much better than 17 years ago and we can do even better now. Um, however, the next frontier was of course body size 
And we are definitely proud. And I, you know, like you said, to be told that you won't be a great photographer because you're working with bodies that aren't the right shape. And now you're laughing it off. I'm hope I'm hoping you're laughing it off because like, <laughs> it's such a silly thing. And I think our last frontier, well, not last, but the next is um, age. That oh. drives me nuts when I, I do these model camps and these girls come in and they're like, I've been modeling sort of, you know, on and off, but now I'm 24. Should I continue? I'm like, continue. Like, I can't stand that you're, you're, you have to even have this conversation with yourself. 24, you just started life. Like, here we go. I'm in my skin. I know what I want. Not at 16, 50. You don't know what you want. Um, so that drives me nuts that a, a model has to even contemplate, should I retire at this point? So um, I think of the likes of Mae Musk. She's 72. This woman has been modeling her entire life. If anyone doesn't know who that is, Elon Musk. Um, that's his mom. And she's been modeling through his entire education during his entire life and their family she wanted to do it and that's what my I always tell the girls and guys if this is your passion any passion you decide continue doing it until you don't want to do it anymore not because you've been thrown out or told too old too fat not the right color of skin that that's not the reason you stop something because we're all going to hear no all the time whether it is your skin your height your age your weight um, in any industry you're going to hear no so get used to it and just keep going. So the next thing I would like to see more of is age. I mean, I would love to just see, I'm 32 and to the industry, I'm sure I'm like the old grandmama of grandmamas. Um, Carmen De La Face, she's 88 years old and still models. And when I speak to women like her, I'm like mind blown when I just, this, their life stories, the things they've done. And yet what you're gonna just tell them to off you go now it's done. There are women of all age categories and men that are looking to see a woman their age on the covers of magazines in in uh, editorials. So you can't, again, ignore social media and ignore people and say, well, that's not what's in, you know, uh, it's in not style. A trend. Age is, is not a trend. trend. We got to get rid of it. And I'm like, that's right. <laughs> age is not a trend, right? Colorable skin is not a trend. It, it should not ever be considered as a trend. It's something that is our DNA. It's who we are. We're all progressing that way. But one thing, what you said that I, I love is that all these little different categories that you're breaking. But one thing that's so important to remember is that the word model and modeling has changed its definition over time. You, you yourself redefine them in a social media platform, become an activist of what you believe in. So if you chose to be a model who just wants a model clothing, that's a great decision, as well as a model with a voice who wants to talk about a passion he or she believes in. And I think that's something that now more than ever, model have a place in our, not just in a fashion society, but in society period, because you become role models if you choose the path to be that. And then that, I think, it comes from foundation, from the, from the foundation that you built. And I'm sure Nomad Management, I know it works so. I know Grace Chen, who is with you guys, I'm gonna speak to on Friday. She's a business owner. She makes organic yeah. oatmeals. And by the way, they are amazing. And I have them in my it's kitchen. So good. <laughs> I love them. It's so good. And, and that's what I'm talking about, because you are representing her, not just as a model, you're representing her as the entity of a human being with passion, and you also help and champion her passion to completely be successful in that era, in that area. I think that is so important because you yourself have ventured down so many different paths that because of modeling gave you those opportunities. Yeah, I mean, models should uh, be represented as three-dimensional women. You know, they're they're 
um, it only helps the entire team and the entire business if the if the model has other you know passions Endeavors. and interests yeah. instead of being like so what covers do you want to be on that's great and um, what editorials the end you're you're not going to have a career um, that's going to be that long so we we love knowing like what is it that you are passionate about I do remember sitting down with Mickey. Very, I don't think he's going to hear this and be like, I don't even remember this conversation. But I remember <laughs> sitting down at like age, I don't know, 16. And he was like, all right, tell me something you're passionate about. And I was like, I'm a dancer. And I just started this modeling thing. And I was like, puppies? And he was like, what? Puppies? I was like, I don't, I have no idea, sir. <laughs> like, I really don't, I don't, I didn't think that way yet. And then all of a sudden my calling was this, that meeting with uh, Anna Wintour saying, I want you to speak. And I was like, okay, if you think I can do it, then I can do it. And I will go ahead and start talking. And then I just got passionate about that. So I don't like when people just are like, okay, I need, I need to have other interests and I, I need to focus on other stuff when it's not a passion of yours. Uh, but when you, like a Grace, who's, she, she likes to cook her photos of her oatmeal when she puts it all together. I'm like trying to be so cute when I put my oatmeal together. It's not that cute. Um, but you just see when people are interested in what they do, it's going to go, it's going to work. It yes. might have many fails, but it's going to work. Um, and I don't want people to be uh, just pretty pretty faces. Like, that's the stereotype that drives me nuts. I have girls that come to model camp, and I'm training these people saying, like, here's your rights, here's your how to read contracts, here's how to speak to an agency, what's correct, what's not correct. And then for someone to then say to me, but how do I take a cute photo? I'm like, please don't fall into the stereotype of what the world thinks we are. Don't be a Zoolander, right? Like, show the world that we are way more educated, way more smarter than just, is that a word? See, that doesn't feel right. <laughs> um, that, you know, just more smart than, than what people think we are. And that frustrates me, especially, like, interviews like this. We'll have a huge discussion. And at the end, someone goes, can you show me your best pose? And I'm like, did you hear me before? Like, I, I get that I pose. But I don't take that the serious. But that's not the serious part. That's the fun, silly part. But when we're actually educating people, and then someone forgets everything I said and says, "Show me, show, show me a great selfie," it drives me nuts. So I try to in tell, inform our models one hundred percent, but also just inform the world that modeling it can be silly looking. I understand, but it's also a serious job. So save study pose. I created that. It, it, it can be funny looking, it can look gimmicky, but it's also to show the world like, hey, there's an art form behind modeling. And if you actually take it seriously, you can actually be good at it or just understand the body and its movement and for illustrators, for photographers. I want models, all of them to be muses. And I say that in model camp. I don't care if you wanna be on the cover of any magazine, that's cool. But you should probably want out of all things is to be a muse, a muse is to inspire humans to create other art poems movies uh dance whatever but photographers and designers as well but to be a muse and to have people create something that could live on for hundreds of years like think of a leonardo da vinci who had people that he painted that we still look at um that to me is amazing that is that's that's incredible. So I want us to be the sort of thing where we are just make people want to be excited about life and they're inspired to do something. That's and the model. But that, that, that is so important because that is the, 
that is the foundation of how you actually end up with a good selfie. It's actually the foundation <laughs> yes. how you end up getting a great picture with a photographer. Because as photographers, we always look for models that will give us that something extra, something that we don't do every single day. We're not we're not shooting passport photos, right? We want to shoot. We want to find something in you that's uniquely different when the model right. next to you. And having what you just said, models, if you guys are listening, please take note. Is that having that quality of your own passion and your own your own own things that inspires you? It'll bring through the camera. You'll bring through the lens. You'll penetrate through the space between the camera and you, and it will deliver it to the photographer. And the photographer feels it, catches it. And that's when those moments in relationship really develop. I mean, you and Steven has that special relationship. On a winter, you have that special relationship. I had that relationship. I still have that relationship with Kate Upton. That God knows for so many, so many years with Irina Shake, that, that Russian girl did speak word of English and nobody wanted to photograph. I'm like, are you guys not seeing what I'm seeing? <laughs> and, and you know what I mean? And, and that's okay because there are going to be so many people don't see who you are right away. You just need to be diligent and you're passionate and be, be available, and truly, and not physically, and just physically, but mentally be available to be there to do what you need to do responsibly in the modeling industry. I think that's what makes a successful model, because you became super successful because you took on a responsibility, and you took that responsibility on fully, and you followed through. If you were wishy-washy about your activism, we wouldn't be having this conversation today, <laughs> today no matter how great and how successful Nomad is, you wouldn't earn the respect of the industry, you know? And that to me is more important than Italian Vogue cover. Although I have every single one of yours. It's more <laughs> important, it, it, it is true. It, it, I truly feel that as, as, and it has a lot to do with, as we get older, as we've been in this industry longer, mm -hmm. we learn what truly is the most important thing. Once you have earned that super title, you know, supermodel title, the first million followers on Instagram, you know, do something with it. And you did. And that we're grateful in our community. And we have to oh. say thank you to that. You know, I'll really. give you your paycheck for my cheerleading later. I started this, this talk for, that, for a pure reason to get a community to celebrate each other and to talk about what we love to do. And I don't care. It's a blue eyeshadow that you love with a red lipstick when it's completely wrong. But if you're passionate about it, Talk about it. Share with someone. And I remember when I first started this in the very beginning, when I asked people to join, a lot of them scratch their head going, how many people want to watch? And it took me about a week to realize it doesn't matter how many people is going to watch. If you and I are connected and we're talking about something we're passionate about, somebody else there is going to be affected by it in a positive way. And that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. So millions of people, great. Zero, fantastic. None of that matters other than continue to talk and share with everyone because I truly believe that we have now through this pandemic learned that connection is more important than, uh, than anything else in this world. Oh, yeah. You know, by taking away what we took for granted all the time. We took it for granted. You and I worked together on TV. You and I talked on the phone a few times, tried to do castings and never had an opportunity to, to actually connect. And through this, we get to connect and that's absolutely incredible blessing. And I will say this, I would love for the day that I will be able to photograph you. Together, I would love to create something from a dancer to a dancer, from, <laughs> from, from a photographer <laughs> to a model. And, 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 and just literally saying thank you. 
for a champion for the Asian community. Because without Asian models, there won't be Asian photographers. Without Asian photographers, there's no Asian designer. And without Asian designers, there's no Asian photographer and vice versa. And what you've done, it's just paving the road for all the connectivity of inclusion. And I really, really am grateful for that. Oh, well, thank you for all you are doing. Like you said, it's it's great to have a, a megaphone, but how are you using it? So you're using yours quite well, and I appreciate it. I want to thank Coco Rocha for this inspiring conversation and for standing up for the rights of models and being a strong advocate for Asian faces in fashion. Thank you to all my listeners for your constant support. Please subscribe to this podcast for more open conversations. You can visit our website at letstalkwithusite.com and follow me on Instagram at usite88 for updates. Let's Talk is a production of 88 Phases. I'm your host, Yusai. Our director, Louis Jaime. And writer, editor, and producer, Trevor Strunjan. Thank you for this conversation. 